Hello and welcome to the My VA Dayton podcast coming to you from Dayton, Ohio. This is the show where we talk with veterans in the Western Ohio region to share their stories and share what's happening at the Dayton VA Medical Center. I'm Scott Leese, your host with co-host Greg Tucker. We have with us today an Army veteran from Dayton, Ohio, Carrie Brown. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great, and I'm glad to have you here today with us. Hey, uh, Carrie spent eight years in active military service with the Army and one year as a reservist. Uh, he was a logistical supply specialist working ground tactics with helicopters as well. Uh, he's been stationed in Georgia, Texas, Germany, and served in Afghanistan twice. Before we get to know more about you, Carrie, uh, we're going to put you to the test. <laughs> That's right, it's time to play Don't Tell Me, I Think I Know That, a game where our listeners can also play along to see if their minds are mired in mounds of military minutiae as ours are. Are you ready to take this challenge, Gary? <laughs> yes, I am. Let's do it. Okay, so uh, this is something we do with all our guests, but um, you know, you're an Army veteran, so we tailored your questions specifically to you, uh, especially as being an Army veteran. Your first question is... What is a group of frogs? Now we're talking about, you know, how when, when a group of frogs get together, what do you call them? Would it be A, a gaggle, B, a throng, C, an army, or D, a swarm? Well, Scott, um, let's see. I think I will have to go with C on that. C, an army is the correct answer. And yeah, you've got a clue that everything here today is going to have to do with the Army. So <laughs> your next question is, um, when would you most likely use the acronym SPORTS, S-P-O-R-T-S? Would it be A, during a drill ceremony? B, when setting up a site? C, firing a weapon? Or D, during PT, or good old physical therapy? Well, Scott, um, this is a great question. Um, I've done a lot of range time. Um, I would definitely have to go with C on this. C, yes, when firing a weapon. So, yes, yeah, sports is an acronym used to go through the steps of properly cycling your AR. Uh, platforms and controls vary from one weapon to another, but the sports, S-P-O-R-T-S, method gives you a solid base to begin properly cycling and operating your weapon. Now, can you tell me what the acronym is? For what the words are for the acronym? Slap, pull, observe, release, tap. And shoot. Shoot. Absolutely. <laughs> that's it. You got it. Yeah, that's probably the last one's probably one of the important ones. Yes, it is. All right. <laughs> so your third and final question. You're doing great so far. Uh, let's see if you can uh, get the whole whole mess here. Um, when did the U.S. send troops to Afghanistan to combat the Taliban? Would it be A, 1901, B, 1921, C, 2001, or D, 2021? Well, Scott, I, I better know this answer. Um, my dad actually got out in 2001, right before the war had kicked off. So I'm definitely going to go with C. C is the right answer, 2001. Yes, in late 2001, the United States um, 
and its close allies invaded Afghanistan and toppled the Taliban government. Uh, the invasion's aim, the invasion's aims were to dismantle Al Qaeda, which had executed the September 11th attacks and to deny its safe base of operations in Afghanistan by removing the Taliban government from power. So, Greg, what has he won for playing our game today? Well, Terry, you have won four Dayton VA Industrial Strength chip clips designed by NASA's aerospace engineers to keep your chips crisp on your next stellar journey whether it's here or where beyond to infinity and beyond <laughs> to infinity and beyond <laughs> thank you greg we're going to take a quick break now when we come back we'll hear more from army veteran carrie brown even an iraq vet like me who's in really good shape needs good health care especially when it's top quality and convenient and it's not just for men in fact aren't you a vet patricia yeah i served in the air force when i come to the va the people understand veterans needs i get great care with good doctors and nurses and state-of-the-art facilities because hey i was there and i earned it and if you deployed to iraq or afghanistan including with the guard or reserves you did too here's another thing I'm within five years of my time over there, so there's no copay for any service-related condition. That makes a difference to me. So why not come in today? When you check in, you'll get a full medical exam, first thing. Free for vets at the VA. Thanks, Doc. So check us out and see you here. I was in the military, and I didn't know that when I left, I was eligible for health care through the VA. I thought you had to be disabled or have been wounded. Another vet told me I should check it out. Now I have the care I need at the Dayton VA. Don't wait another day to see how the VA may help you. I'm a vet, and it's my VA. Make it your VA today. To enroll, call 937-268-6511, extension 5336, or visit dayton.va.gov. And we're back with Army veteran Carrie Brown. So, Carrie, tell us what you do with Montgomery County. Well, I work for Montgomery County Fleet Services. I am a fleet specialist. Uh, within Montgomery County, we only have three fleet specialists, and it is a fairly new department, which came about about a year and a half ago. It was literally just developed. So, as a fleet specialist, um, we keep the fleet running for... Montgomery County. We keep the, the wheels rolling as far as parts. I process parts. I buy parts. I process invoices. I run a fuel island to make sure they always have fuel for any type of main breaks, anything that's going on. I mean, what you know, I mean, within the county, I mean, we have a lot of main breaks and emergencies. Um, I also order WEX fuel cards, which are WEX system. Everyone has a fuel card in every vehicle. So, I mean, that's how they pay for their fuel, whether it's diesel, yeah. unleaded, anything. So, so how did you get into that? Well, on my way home from my last tour, I had seen they had posted a position for a fleet specialist. And I mean, I didn't know what a fleet specialist was. So actually, my wife looked at the description and said, hey, I think you should apply for this. So I'm like, okay. Because uh, you had a little bit of experience that in the military then. Yes. I mean, yeah. being a fleet specialist is pretty much logistics. 
in, in any way. And while I was in the Army, that's what I did. I did logistics. Yeah. I was a logistics specialist. So I looked at the description, like I said, and she's like, hey, this is pretty much everything you've done. It's just with large trucks and vehicles, F-150, right. stuff like that. I'm used to, you know, helicopters and Humvees and all that good stuff. So I applied and did an interview and they called me within about a day and said, hey, we'd like to hire you. Let's get it going. And so that's not all you do, because I also understand you're very involved with the Springfield VA clinic, that you actually do a lot of work with them, that you actually uh, are a board member on their uh, veteran advisory council or their veteran stakeholders uh, committee. Um, and uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, with our committee, we uh, we have guest speakers. Uh, we discuss a lot of issues, whether it's uh, benefits, um, how to get you know, different veterans, uh, their disability ratings and um, homeless vets, how to get them assistance. And I mean, it really helps because since I've been on the board, I've helped several veterans since I've been on the board as far as disability, getting them to the right people, um, getting them talking to the right people, getting them appointments, making sure they're staying on top of their appointment. Right. And so you're talking about Crystal Baker, who is the veteran services offer for Clark County. Yes. Uh, and you're actually uh, putting them in contact with her. Uh, tell me tell me how you exchange with uh, the vet veteran services officer. Well, um, usually I email her. I mean, she's she's a very important and very busy person. Very busy. So usually what I do is I shoot her email. It usually takes about like a day or two. Now, if she's right in front of her computer. I mean, she will shoot it right off immediately. Yeah. Which is great. But usually, yes, I shoot her email and then she'd get back with me and say, hey, you know, um, have them call this number and ask for this person. And they'd go ahead and get the help they need. They'd get set up for an appointment and all that good stuff. And they'd be on their way. Now, you you had mentioned that you live in Montgomery County. I actually live in Greene County. In Greene County. Yes. OK. So how did you come about getting on the uh, Veterans Advisory Board? Well, actually, how I got on was uh, Jerry Farrell. Um, he's actually, he was my mom and dad's neighbor. And he's probably one of the first people I met when I moved back home. And he pulled me aside the first day I met him. And he said, hey, you know, I heard you had a little trouble getting some of your disability stuff together and, you know, try, trying to get your claims right. And I said, you know, yes, sir. And he said, well, you know, um, I can actually help you if you would like for me to help you with that. I will show you the ropes. So it's okay. You know, Jerry, uh, I really appreciate it. So then yeah. Jerry, actually, he got me in touch with Crystal. <laughs> and um, I emailed her and I called her. We talked on the phone for a little bit and she got me all the help I needed. I mean, yeah. she was she was a great help. So and, so tell us who Jerry is. I mean, he, Jerry's actually, Jerry and Crystal both have been guests on this podcast. Really? Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, but uh, Jerry, tell us about Jerry, who Jerry is and right. who Jerry is to you. Um. Well, now Jerry, Jerry is a, a long term friend. I mean, he's 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 a great guy. Um, I mean, that's that's my guy, Jerry. That's 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 I mean, I don't know what else to call it. I mean, we meet up, we, we play pool. I mean, it's not even just because of the stakeholder committee. I mean, we actually we we hang out outside of that. Yeah. And he's well. dedicated to uh, getting Purple Heart yes. signed parking signs out, out for uh, different places to ensure that Purple Heart veterans have a a prime place to park at, at certain locations. Yes, yes, he is. 
So tell us a little bit about how you've been helping homeless veterans and, and finding housing for them. So um, I had my first homeless veteran approach me about two months ago, and he's actually married into the family. I mean, he had he's hasn't had any guidance, anything. So I made, I made a few phone calls down to the Dayton VA. Um, I believe I got in touch with Tony, I believe is his name. And Tony, me and Tony talked and he did look up the homeless vet. Uh, once he looked him up, I mean, he pretty much spilled off um, name, age, everything. I'm like, yes, that's, that is him. I am glad he is in a VA system because I didn't know if he was or not at the time. Uh, Tony said, hey, you know, give him my number. Um, this is everything we would do for him. And, um, you know, I appreciate you bringing him my way. So I called the homeless vet and said, hey, man, listen, this is what you need to do. Here's the number. The guy's name is Tony. Give him a call. He, he's, he already knows about you. He's already looked you up. I mean, he already has a game plan ready for you right now. So he called him up and, I mean, it was off to the races. Tony got him help immediately. And I want to say right now, I mean, he's not homeless. He has a place for his wife and his kids right now to live. And, I mean, they really came through for him. And it's always good to hear uh, stories like that right there uh, or good outcomes, especially. One thing that as we do our community outreach in the different areas, uh, it never fails to amaze me how veterans continuously look out for other veterans as far as continuing that motto of leaving no man or woman behind. Um, now, do you do, uh, as far as how do you come across some other veterans well, that you've helped? Just, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of out in the world. I mean, I've, I've came across veterans at work and they've, they've kind of found out like, hey, um, you know, I heard that you've been helping veterans out. So I guess it's just more of word of mouth suppose and they're like hey you know if, if you have some time i would like to sit down with you and i want to see you know what you're able to do with me or lead me in the right direction so i take the time out and hey let's do it let's find a time and a place yeah. you've actually um helped no less than five veterans actually sign up for health care within the last year correct yes and uh that's that's phenomenal just like greg says no no man left behind you you take that uh that mantra to heart and really uh we cannot thank you enough for for sharing that information with fellow veterans about uh, VA benefits. If I can ask you, and this is transitioning as far as to another area, uh, why or how did you go about joining the Army? Well, to be honest with you, <laughs> I was maybe in seventh grade and I already told everyone I was going to the Army. There was okay. nothing else I wanted to do. Uh, my dad was in the army that he did about a total of eight years. And then I just remember seeing him in his uniform and shining his boots and all that stuff. And then from there, I just, I've always wanted to be a soldier. So when that time came, you know, my dad took me to the uh, Huber Heights and he's like, Hey, uh, you know, we're going to go talk to uh, staff Sergeant Grubbs and Sergeant Davis. And I said, okay, well, all right. And he said, I mean, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. And I said, no, I, I really want to go. I do want to do this. He's like, I just don't want you to feel like I'm making you do this. You, if you want to go to college, you can go to college. 
I said, no, I'd rather go to the army, become a soldier. And from then on, 2011 enlisted and I was, I was off to the races, ready to go. Okay. Yeah, and you had uh, a very active career over eight years as active duty. Uh, you were stationed in quite a few different places in the U.S., in Georgia and Texas, uh, but you also spent some time in Germany. What did you do in Germany? So, in Germany, um, I was there in Illesheim, Illesheim, Germany, and we were there actually in support of another unit from Alaska. And pretty much we, the maintenance guys, they did, they provided maintenance on the Blackhawks, Chinooks, and Apaches. Now, my job was, I was uh, in tech supply, which is pretty much like aviation logistics. So my job was to pretty much make sure they had everything they needed to repair those birds, as far as the wings, the pins, the engines. I mean, if you really look at the breakdown of a bird, which is a helicopter, it's very expensive, very expensive. And you'll really be surprised of the little things that's holding it together. It's not much. No, it's not. <laughs> light aircraft are kept light and that's by actually minimizing the parts and the and, and what they're made of, et cetera and so forth. And it is. It's a very expensive proposition to yes. keep any bird in flight. Yes. Um so you had uh two years in or two tours actually in Afghanistan as well. Yes. Uh, your first time was in 2014, mm -hmm. uh, and your second was in 2019. Tell us about those experiences. So in um, 2014, by this time, I think I had only been in the Army maybe about a year and a half, maybe, before I came down on orders to go to Afghanistan. Um, pretty much our mission was to go over there and shut down all the smaller fobs in Afghanistan and to ship everything back, because at that time, we were actually closing down Afghanistan for the maybe first or second time in history. And, you know, so we went over, we deployed, we went to all the different FOBs throughout Afghanistan and we shipped everything back, took inventory. We were actually closing down those FOBs. And, and what we, is a FOB? A FOB is like a small base. So Forward operating yes, base? Yes, it's it's very small. I mean, not all of them are small, but you have some small ones to where you could probably run around the whole fob just for exercise. Like maybe it, it's probably only maybe two or three miles yeah. around in some cases. And most of those fobs are so small, you can't land a C-130. Mm -hmm. You can't land a C-17. The only way in and out is either Convoy, Chinook, or Blackhawk. And that's, I mean, that's just how small it is. Okay. And with your tour, or as far as with your years of service, what would you say the most valuable experience or transferable skills that you brought back with you or things that you learned? One thing I can say is how to be a leader. I mean, that was my biggest thing. I mean, my mom and dad always told me like, hey, you know, you're a natural born leader and I didn't know how true that was until I joined the army. And then once I joined the army, I mean, I don't know. It just kind of, I just went with the flow. You know, I started taking over formations and next thing you know, my first sergeant saying, Hey, specialist Brown, PFC Brown, come on up here and take over the formation. And, you know, at that rank, you know, most specialists, PFCs, they don't, they don't take over formation. Usually you have like an E5, a SAR, a staff SAR, 
they'd take over the formation just for the simple fact that he would call me up there all the time to do that. I mean, I used to lead PT. You know, no one in my rank was leading PT. They didn't know how. They sent me off actually to a, uh, it's called WLC. It's Warriors Leader Course. And that's the course you have to take in order to become an E5 a sergeant. Mm -hmm. They sent me to that course as an E3, which was a PFC. So I really wasn't supposed to go to the course until I was a E4, which is a specialist. And the only reason why I went is because all of our specialists at the time didn't want to go because they said they weren't ready. So my staff sergeant, Staff Sergeant Munoz, I never forget his name. He said, hey, Brown, pack your bags, you're going. I said, well, hey, uh, Sergeant, uh, well, you know, I was supposed to go back home on leave. He said, yeah, you can cancel that. <laughs> you can go and leave once your school's over. So I'm like, okay. And then my first song comes out. He's like, hey, Brown, you're going to WLC as a PFC? I'm like, yes, first song, I guess so. He said, well, guess what? We're going to go ahead and submit your packet now. And the next thing you know, I was in WLC, probably one of the youngest in age, youngest in rank. And then I ended up coming out in the top 10% of my class. Fantastic. Well, obvious, uh, obvious leader when you take up the baton and run with it like that. Um, that's, uh, that's a great story. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break here right now. When we come back, we'll hear more from Kerry and his experiences with the Dayton VA. I was in the military, and I didn't know that when I left, I was eligible for health care through the VA. I thought you had to be disabled or have been wounded. Another vet told me I should check it out. Now I have the care I need at the Dayton VA. Don't wait another day to see how the VA may help you. I'm a vet, and it's my VA. Make it your VA today. To enroll, call 937-268-6511, extension 5336, or visit dayton.va.gov. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. I do solemnly swear to bear true faith and allegiance. To help you when you're in need. To be considerate and caring, courageous and strong. To tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth for better for worse in sickness and in health to love and cherish to be your loving faithful friend partner child parent neighbor one of our most important commitments is to support our nation's veterans learn how you can help a veteran experiencing mental health challenges at maketheconnection.net and we're back with Army veteran Carrie Brown. So um, tell us, Carrie, how did you first discover the VA? You know, you, you had a, a very active Army career. You got out, you came back to Dayton. Uh, but but what turned you on to the VA? Well, actually, my dad turned me on to the VA. My dad, um, he goes to the VA for any of his checkups, health problems, all that good stuff. So as soon as I got home, he just told me, like, hey, you know, you need to get your uh, VA stuff together and you need to go ahead and register for your health care and you know if you want to start using the VA you can now I did have an option um, my wife is a she was a benefits coordinator or benefit specialist and usually she will look at the benefits for any job that I take or she takes and usually I let her control 
which benefits we're going to take. So I've always taken her benefits since I've been out the Army, just mm-hmm. because the benefits were better. But I did register with the Dayton VA Healthcare, and I did start going because I did want to start using it, especially, you know, for my disability ratings and all that stuff. Right, right. You know, and it kind of seems to be a recurring theme that spouses tend to, like, uh, weigh in heavily and and make those decisions about where you're going to get your health care insurance, et cetera, and so forth. Uh, But um, it's great to hear that you actually uh, went ahead and looked at the options that, you know, you can have health care through a spouse's benefits. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you should discount uh, the opportunity to take advantage of benefits through the VA, especially since some of those benefits are so so uh, key to serving veteran a veteran's needs, veteran specific needs. Exactly. Um, and and to that, um, you know, you've um, you helped a lot of veterans. You understand that some of them um, have disability ratings or need disability ratings to take care of those uh, special needs. Uh, and and you and I have talked recently about uh, the expansion of some of those services through uh, the recently uh, signed law uh, for the PACT Act uh, and how that's expanding care to veterans, uh, especially those who, like you, I'm, I'm looking at your hat right now, you're wearing an Enduring Freedom hat. Uh, so folks that are coming back from OIF, OEF, um, Plus, it, this act actually uh, affects people that uh, actually served in the Korean War, uh, the Vietnam War, anybody who might have been exposed to toxins of any kind. Um, and, and we were talking uh, before uh, the interview about uh, our experiences and how um, we may not even known about some of the exposures. Uh, but, uh, you know, um, you're actually going to go ahead and, and take advantage of that, correct? Yes, yes, sir. We've got uh, Kerry, uh, he actually uh, learned how to sign in uh, and, and that it's only a 20-minute process to fill out a um, uh, questionnaire. Uh, this is something that we actually are telling um, all veterans, whether you are enrolled in the VA already or not, uh, that you really want to register uh, for the PACT Act if you have served in Korea or Vietnam or any conflict uh, post 9-11. Uh, because you don't know if you're going to need those services. You may not know if there's a lot of what we call presumptive conditions that qualify you, uh, which some of them are, are cancers that you may not develop until later in life. Uh, so we are encouraging everybody to go to pactact.gov and, and get online and log in and register yourself. Again, whether you're already enrolled in the VA healthcare system or not, uh, we, they want to be able to identify those individuals who need to. So yes, we're really encouraging everyone to go out, whether you're enrolled or not, uh, to actually get online and go to the pactact.gov, that's P-A-C-T dot gov. I'm sorry, that's P-A-C-T act, A-C-T dot gov. Uh, and it's only a 20-minute process to go through a questionnaire and um, determine whether or not you might be eligible. Uh, and if you are, you definitely want to register. It doesn't mean that you um, are giving up any other health care options. This is giving you more options. So, again, we really encourage everyone uh, to get out there and register for this. So, Carrie, tell us also what your experience with the Dayton VA has been so far. 
So, um, since I've been home, I've been to the Dayton VA maybe about two or three times since I've been home. Because usually I go to the Springfield VA. That's my that's my home VA. Right. Um, you know, growing up, I always used to hear all these stories about the Dayton VA. Like, you know, we need to get better. We need to do this. They need to do that. But since I've gotten older and I've started atten- attending the Dayton VA, I didn't have any issues when I went. I mean, all my appointments, I'm there on time, maybe sit for five minutes. If that, they get me in, they get me out, they get me all the information I need, and I'm out the door. So all, all the all the stories about the wait time and, you know, being unprofessional, I didn't see any of that when I went. My experience was great. I, I had a good experience. Yeah, we hear that from most veterans, that uh, it's, a, it's a very pleasurable environment, that everyone mm-hmm. there is very friendly and very helpful. And uh, we love hearing those, those compliments. Um, and, and, and like you said, you're not, you're not waiting around, right? No. And so do you have problems with getting an appointment? Not at all. I mean, I, I call in to my provider and... They're like, hey, um, this is this is the day we have. I mean, you want to go ahead and take years of time. Then after that, you know, they send you your letter in the mail. They send you an email as a reminder. Then they send you another one as a confirmation. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, yes, they if call. If there's anything you. to complain about, it's the number of times that they remind you through the yeah. phone call, through the postcard, through another phone the call. The text. Yes, yes the text. It, it's, it, it's at least about five or six times yes. before yeah. your appointment. Right. But, but that's the service that that's provided, the level of service that's provided. They want to make sure that you're there and that you're taken care of and that you receive those services. And that is something that a lot of times, you know, this isn't to do like a extreme comparison or to knock any um, other healthcare providers or service out. But that's something that you just normally don't see far as out uh, in, in the world, as, so to speak far as in uh, civilian care. Um, now, some of the things that you had mentioned, and that is that you were told about the VA, far as from your father. So you went and you had heard stories as you were growing up. Yes. Like, uh, I, I had heard stories mm-hmm. far as from my parents and, and so forth, but it's a whole new world once you experience it for yourself. Uh, do you have any veterans that you have met who kind of, uh, when you offered to assist them, that they've kind of backed off and said, you know, I'm not going because of? Yes, I've ran into maybe one or two. I mean, we're talking one of two out of, I mean, 20, 30 veterans. And the thing is, out of those two, I mean, I mean, you never know. I mean, someone might have been having a bad day at the VA and they came across them. I mean, you just never know what happened. But, I mean, their biggest thing was the wait time, and which I can understand. You have an appointment, you want to get in, you want to get out. You know, some people take time off from work, they go to these appointments, and then when you're taking that time up, I mean, you have to put in PTO, PPL, and that, I mean, that's, that's eating that time up. And that's time that that person could be using, you know, family time, anything. So, I mean, I understand their frustration. Yeah, but out of those two veterans, uh, yeah, mainly everyone so far has had a good experience. And that's great to hear. And that's what we we strive for. Our organization 
is always striving for is for that 10 in order to reach that 10 right there. So it's really great to hear that. And especially you're a part of the stakeholders. So you have a interest in ensuring that, hey, if you hear something that's not working, Mm -hmm. that you're bringing it far as to the uh, leadership's ears. Yes. Right. And so why do you choose to use the Springfield Clinic? Well, going back to my old pal Jerry, um, he actually referred me to Dr. Z, which is my primary care doctor. And um, he was like, hey, you know, it doesn't matter which bay you go to. It doesn't matter to me. He's like, I go to Dr. Z. I think he's like one of the best. So I'm like, okay, well, if, I mean, so far you've been right about everything. I mean, you've helped me out this far. So you know what? I think I will go ahead and give Dr. Z a try. And then ever since, even from the first time I went to Dr. Z, I mean, I really, I really like Dr. Z. So ever since then, I'm just like, you know what? I think Springfield is going to be my home VA and Dr. Z, he's going to be my doctor. Right. I, I think that's uh, something that we don't actually say enough on these podcasts is that, you know, this is all from the Dayton VA. And the Dayton VA actually has uh, four clinics uh, throughout an 18 county region, uh, one of them being in Springfield, another being up in Lima, another being over in Richmond mm-hmm. in Indiana, and one being down in Middletown. Uh, so there, there's that convenience there that a lot of people don't realize, you know, they don't have to get their shots and passport to travel all the way to Dayton. <laughs> you can go to your uh, VA clinic uh, within a, a, a very relatively short period of time for most people. Very, uh, very convenient and all the care you could possibly get. Uh, and, and again, if you have the need for that specialty care, then the larger facility is there for that. Or we provide community care as well. So. Um, thank you for, for reminding us of that and, and being a very strong advocate of the, of the Springfield Seabacher Community-Based Outpatient Clinic. We oh, really yeah. appreciate oh, yeah. all your efforts with that. You know, it's been great having you here today, Carrie. I want to thank you very much for sharing your story. A uh, very unique one, very good one. And we uh, love hearing stories from veterans like you and uh, around the Western Ohio region. Thanks for, thanks for being here today. Well, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. My name is Corporal Bradley Joseph Seitz. Jerry Reed. Kate Weber. These are real veterans facing a real challenge. I have PTSD. And I have PTSD. I have PTSD. Post-traumatic stress disorder can happen to anyone. I was still in a war zone in my mind. But treatment can turn your life around. Treatment has really saved my life. To learn about PTSD and how treatment can help you, Call your local VA medical center or visit ptsd.va.gov. If you're homeless or at risk of becoming homeless, we can help. We offer many programs and services, including free health care, and we can help you connect with resources in your community. We help veterans who are homeless or at risk of becoming homeless due to financial hardship, unemployment, addiction, depression, or transition from jail. Contact one of our care coordinators to get help with immediate food and shelter needs, including both transitional and permanent housing, job training, life skills development, and education, justice system navigation, and community reentry from jail, financial support to prevent homelessness, addiction, and depression treatment, along with health and dental care. 
Now, if you or someone you know that's a veteran who is homeless or at risk of becoming homeless due to financial hardship, unemployment, addiction, depression, or transitioning from jail, the VA Medical Center can help you. Contact a homeless services care coordinator to get help. Contact our health care coordinator at 937-268-6511, extension 1364. I was in the military. I didn't know that when I left, I was eligible for health care through the VA. I thought you had to be disabled or been wounded. Another vet told me I should check it out. Now, I have the care I need at the Dayton VA. Don't wait another day to see how the VA may help you. I'm a vet, and it's my VA. Make it your VA today. Call 937-268-6511, extension 2159, to enroll. Or visit dayton.va.gov. We want to say thanks again to our special guests for taking time today to share their story. We truly enjoy hearing stories from veterans from across the region and learning more about how they found care through the Dayton VA Medical Center. And as always, we want to thank our listeners for joining us and remind them if they are a veteran and are not enrolled, to enroll with the Veterans Health Administration to receive health care benefits through the Dayton VA Medical Center. It's easy and it doesn't cost a thing. You just need to be a veteran. The simplest way to start enrollment is to call our Enrollment and Eligibility Office at 937-268-6511, extension 4105. They can schedule an appointment for you to come to the Dayton campus or help make an appointment at one of the surrounding community-based outpatient clinics located at Springfield, Richmond, Lima, and Middletown. Again, that number is 937 938-6511, extension 4105. Veterans may also enroll by visiting www.choose.va.gov slash health. While there, you can choose from applying online or by phone or by mail. It's just that simple, really. As I said before, it doesn't cost a thing to apply. So what are you waiting for? Call us today or... If you know of a veteran who is not enrolled, have them call to start taking advantage of this benefit. If you're a veteran, it's your VA. Sign up today. Join us again for another episode of My VA Dayton with the Dayton VA Medical Center. Our episodes drop the 1st and 15th of each month. I'm Scott Lease with your co-host, Greg Tucker. Thanks again for listening to My VA Dayton.